Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McGackis from Bundaberg Regional Council. Today, we have another interesting program with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon, we'll hear about disability parking in the region, the Chinese gardens, the Bundaberg Library Valorant Open, and more. But first, here's Michael Gorey with the news headlines. Thank you, Dana. Making news this week, Transport Minister Mark Bailey has announced $9.5 million in funding towards the Bundaberg Jinjin Rail Trail project. Bundaberg Region Mayor Jack Dempsey has welcomed the support. He says the rail trail will contribute to improved health, tourism, business growth and community connections. Bundaberg Region residents are encouraged to step out during Queensland Walks Week. Physical and mental health benefits can be achieved by walking every day and anyone can be involved. Here's Mayor Jack Dempsey. This week, as a council in the community, we're actually encouraging everybody to get involved in Walk Week. And uh, please go to the website, register, join with family and friends and other members of the community to get out and enjoy the beautiful environment that we have right across the Bundaberg region. Ocean Crusaders were busy last week clearing rubbish from the Burnett River and creeks in Bundaberg. The charitable organisation collected over 1,800 kilos of litter on their first day along Kirby's Wall, including 43 tyres and two fridges. Volunteers are welcome to join the clean-ups. Now we hear from one of them, Maura Harvey. Oh God, no, this is not my job. (laughs) Normally I'm a GP but I'm a volunteer with Ocean Crusaders and it's just the best holiday you can ever imagine. Um, you get a workout in the beautiful country, you get to be with fun people who are passionate about what they do, we make a difference in the environment and we get to enjoy all the beautiful beauty of nature. Finally, beware of snakes as they become more active in warmer weather. Local snake catchers are fielding more calls in recent days. They say that people should leave snakes alone and call for assistance if one gets into a house or building. Residents are encouraged to keep their yards free of rubbish. If anyone feels threatened by a snake, call a licensed snake catcher. Back to you, Dana. Thanks, Michael. Today I'm joined by Councillor Tracy McPhee, representative of Division 4 and Community Services Portfolio. We're here to chat about something happening within her division and portfolio that she's passionate about and is of great importance to our community. Thanks so much for joining us, Tracy. Can you tell us a little bit about what's happening? Thanks for having me this morning, Dana. Recently, there have been a couple of major changes in and around disability parking, and I thought it was a great time to bring residents' attention to it. So from the 1st of August just gone, there have been two major changes. Firstly, residents with a vision impairment are now able to apply for a disability parking permit. And secondly, the maximum penalty for parking in a disability park without a permit has gone up to four penalty units. This means that Queensland Police can now issue a ticket for $533 if you're parking without a permit. So from what I've heard, Bundaberg has already implemented some great accessibility with disability parking in the CBD. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Yes, Bundaberg Regional Council have been doing some great work implementing rear access disability parking. So these particular parks are for people that have their wheelchair come out the back of their park. They need an extra long park. There are four of these parks in and around the CBD area. And all up, we have over 60 disability car parks in our CBD. So we're actually above the recommended ratio of accessible parks to normal parking. 
And I must say, Bundy residents seem to be quite respectful and law-abiding when it comes to parking in disability parks without a permit. Parking infringements for this offence represent less than 3% of our total infringements, so that's great. However, it still does happen, and I would just really encourage drivers, even if you're only parking for a couple of minutes, to think about our residents who really do need to use some of these parking spaces. And since being elected as councillor, you've worked hard to create action to further improve these facilities across our region. Recently, you've had a project from one of your requests completed. Can you tell us a bit more about that one? Yeah, before I tell you a little bit about that, Dana, I just want to share that I'd really love to see Bundy add another feather to its cap, being an accessible community and a friendly place to visit for those with disabilities. I recently listened to a short clip from Sue Salthouse, and she's the Senior Citizen of the Year in the ACT for 2020. And part of her vision is that all barriers to participation are removed or reduced as far as possible in every community around Australia. And I know that's a huge vision, but we can all take small steps towards this and we can take a small step by simply beginning the conversation. And that's what I've done. So after chatting with a resident who frequents specialists at the Friendlies Medical Suite in Crofton Street, it was brought to my attention that there's no on-street disability parking. And after chatting with council staff, they visited the area and came back with some options. I would like to commend the team on how quickly it happened and their willingness to help solve this issue. This is going to make a big difference to the lives of many people living with a disability. Wonderful news, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, I'll hand over to Rowana O'Neill from Parks, who is joined by Enya Zhu to chat about the Chinese gardens. Good morning, Enya. Thank you so much for coming out to the Botanic Gardens today. We're standing in front of the beautiful Chinese gardens, and I'm just amazed at looking at this beautiful gate as you come through. Can you tell us about the symbolism of what's on the gate? Good morning, Rowana. I'm very happy to be here. Of course, I really love the beautiful gate right in front of the Chinese garden. If you look closely on top of the gate, and you can actually see the Chinese carvings on it, it says it's a pair of, uh, represent a dance uh, of a dragon and a phoenix. So if you uh, step backwards a little bit, looking at the gate, you can actually imagine Imagine yourself seeing a dragon and a phoenix facing each other do a, like a dance because dragon and phoenix are so symbolic in the Chinese culture. It's like a totem for us. As you enter through the gate, I notice that there's a beautiful Chinese character on the ground. Can you talk us through what that means? Sure, I can. As it goes through the gate, there's a really big red Chinese character on the floor. Like, and it's actually... The, the, the word says Yong, which is the name of the main river goes through the city of Nanning. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. And yeah, there's a beautiful rock as you come into the Chinese gardens on the right-hand side, just before you go over the bridge. And I know it's a very special rock. Can you tell us about the meaning of that? Sure, exactly. It is very special, Rana. And it came from Nani. Originally, it was one big piece of rock. And they cut it in half. And half, they uh, wrote English words on it. And the other half wrote Chinese. It's actually meaning of, uh, we came from two continents, different cultures. But basically, we are the same. We are united. The bridge is a stunning feature of the Chinese gardens and there are a lot of carved items on there. Can you tell us what there are? There are carved items on both sides of the bridge, they're the same. And if you look at them, there are four types of plants and we can see chrysanthemum, we can see bamboo, we can see orchids and we can see peach blossom. So these four type plants are actually, uh, traditionally we say they resemble the traits of a typical gentleman because it means... Um, honesty, being straight, being pure, not showing off. So I think it's 
very important for the Chinese culture. And in the middle of those uh, bridges, there's uh, uh, words on it. I think it says uh, the Bridge of Friendship. Oh, fantastic. And you, when you get to the end of the bridge, you're met with a very impressive rock formation. Can you tell me about that? Yes, there's a really, really big rock at the end of the bridge. And it was selected by one of the many officials for the Bundaberg. It is one big piece of rock and it resembles a beautiful lady looking over the whole Chinese garden. And yeah, there are a lot of plants that make up the Chinese gardens. And one of those special ones is the lotus flower. Can you tell us what the significance of having that plant here in the gardens is? Sure, the lotus flower, like... We, all, we can see them in summer and they're so important in Chinese culture because we always think lotus flower is, uh, represents like a lady's character of being pure and the reason why we say that is lotus seeds will fall into the bottom of the river, goes into the, the mud, but although it's very dirty in the mud, when the lotus flower, when they come out, they're just so pure and beautiful. They it's are just, stunning. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, can you tell us why we have Chinese gardens? I think the Chinese people we really love gardens because for us it mainly represents a harmony and a sort of balance between nature and culture. So in the garden we try to put everything in it and then but also we have a bit of a human touch but still we want to keep what originally is belong to the nature. And yeah at the start of the Chinese gardens there are four beautiful bells. Can you tell us more about them? Oh, we love bells. <laughs> we do love bells. And um, at the end of every year, there's Chinese New Year. I think we, we go and some people would go to the temple and there the, the bell, like people would hit the bell like, you know, 100, sound, 100 times to so make the sound. I think probably the resonance of the bell, it's kind of like a, a history and the past and also it goes further away, also carries a meaning of future mm -hmm. and hope. And yeah, for people who haven't seen the Chinese gardens, what would you say to encourage them to come and visit? I think uh, it is really beautiful Chinese garden and I would really encourage everybody to come and visit it. It's not just belong to Bundaberg people, but it's also very important. It's a, it's a very deep connection for the Chinese community living in Bundaberg as well. So I would also say to the other Chinese people living anywhere in Australia and come visit our beautiful Chinese garden in Bundaberg. Thanks, Rowan Enya. Now, for the gamers amongst you, here's an exciting announcement from Stephen at the library. Hi, it's uh, Stephen from the library here and Daniel from Quantum Lounge. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bundaberg Library Valorant Open. So it's an event that's going to be hosted by Bundaberg Regional Libraries and Quantum Lounge. This is going to be occurring on Monday, the 24th of August, 5pm to 9pm. So how are you, Daniel? Oh, I'm good, thanks, Stephen. Yourself? Not too bad at all. So what is Valorant? Okay, so Valorant's a five-man first-person shooter game. It's a little bit different to other five-person shooters like uh, CSGO or uh, Tarkov or anything mm. like that, or even Fortnite, where basically your five-man team has a single objective similar to CSGO where they've got to plant a bomb or defuse a bomb depending on whether you're on the mm. attacking side or defending side. And um, your, your players have different abilities. So some of them can move quickly, some of them are really good at uh, putting out diversions, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Others can even reveal uh, opposition locations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and using these abilities and um, 
your shots, basically. Mm. You try and strategically move into a better position to either defend or attack and plant the spike. Absolutely. Sounds brilliant. So when, uh, you know, like these games are taking place, can, can members of the public uh, watch the games? Oh, definitely, definitely. So this is live, live streamed on, um, on the Quantum Lounge Twitch channel. Mm. Uh, people can easily find that by going to Twitch TV and uh, looking up Quantum Lounge, and it'll be the first one there streaming. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll advertise that as well on uh, on the Bundaberg uh, Facebook page too. So, for people who want to get involved, uh, what what do they need to play? Uh, not much. Uh, just a computer that can support playing uh, first first person shooter games. So, um, desktops are really good uh, if they've got the right graphics system. Otherwise, some gaming laptops will also support this, no worries. Um, basically, a computer, internet connection, and uh, I guess just a little bit of skill and ability to point and aim. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all about pointing, aiming, and winning. So uh, tell us briefly just a little bit about eSports. Okay, so eSports is, is nothing new, really. Uh, it's been going on since... Well, you could say the early 90s it's been broadcast, mm. but uh, even before that, esports is just a competitive form of computer gaming. It's mm. no different to any other sport um, like soccer or football where a team is working together to achieve the same objective. Esports, we just do it on a computer. Cool. That That is so great. So out there uh, in... Uh, in Bundaberg, if uh, if you are interested in getting involved with this Valorant uh, Valorant Open, uh, you can contact Bundaberg Regional Libraries on four one three zero four one four zero, and we will give you any information that you need. So. I'm going to say thank you to Daniel from Quantum Lounge thank for you. coming in and having a bit of a chat with us. And it's bye from us at the libraries. Sure to be a fun event. Thanks, guys. Now I'll hand over to Tony and Rebecca, who are walking us through the gorgeous new gallery shop opening soon. Hello, I'm Tony Shu, and I'm the Marketing Support Officer at the Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery. And Rebecca McDuff, the Gallery Director for Bundaberg Regional Galleries. Tony, we've, since we've been closed, we've been having a few exciting things happening within our galleries and one of the most exciting has been the transformation of our gallery shop and I'm having this chat today with you on the podcast because you've been instrumental in, having, in getting these changes to happen. So when people walk through our doors again, what are they going to actually see? So the changes that we've made to the gallery shop are more in keeping with the age and the style of the building. Um, we wanted to make it more a luxe or a luxurious um, shop so we wanted um, our suppliers to feel proud to be um, to have their works in the gallery shop um, so that's the look that we've gone for. Actually, there are some things that I really love in there. Some of it is the furniture that's been included in the, in the new gallery shop look. So can you tell me a bit about some of the furniture that we've got in the shop now? Absolutely. So that's a bit of a story and a journey. So when we originally did a mood board on what we'd like for the gallery shop, we thought that we would go back to the vintage look. And um, to source that, we enlisted um, waste management. Um, so we went out to the dump shop and we actually sourced quite a lot of the 
um, the different wares that we've got in the gallery um, from there. Um, we also sourced from local a local family, um, and Susan, she was a uh, window window dresser at Bus and Turner. Um, so we've actually incorporated some of her furniture in there as well. Uh, and yeah, you'll you'll see lots of different interesting um, old pieces that have been used in different ways. I also have to comment on the gallery sign because I love the new look of the sign. So um, when you walk in, you'll actually see these amazing rusted letters that have been um, installed on the wall. So Tony, tell us a little bit more about the inspiration behind that look. So that was also in keeping um, the luxe look of the shop. And to do that, we came up with the idea of some 3D um, patina-looking letters. And to make them glow, we got them backlit. And I think it's probably the first sign of its type in Bundaberg. Um, we did source some quotes because we thought it would be a big project, but um, you can imagine that was quite expensive. So we actually... Um, found the lettering and then we got our tradespeople to actually organise doing the electrical side of it. And then the hard part was they had to actually mount it on a curved wall as well. So when you come in, you'll notice the beautiful sign and um, yeah, there's quite a story and um, that was quite a, a big job for our tradies. And they certainly did an amazing job. I think that sign makes a shop. And what I love is hanging in front of that, there's a big builder's ladder, a long vintage builder's ladder, and it has all this lighting hanging from it as well. So the whole look just, as you said, feels so luxe and you really just want to spend time in there and buy things. And what also is exciting that we've got a whole new lot of suppliers as well. Um, I saw that there was, some, I think every day there's things coming in and I'm struggling myself not to buy everything as it comes in the door. Um, what particular have you enjoyed seeing? coming in new suppliers Tony yes yeah, so we've um, yeah we've done a, a quite a bit of a change with our suppliers so most of them are, are well all of them are local artists and they've all got a bit of a story or a connection um, to Bundaberg and also what they're making um, we're going to promo and do bios about the artists um, and their works so look out for those they'll be on our social media but we really want people to want to come into the gallery shop to buy something or to find something that's locally made and is of high quality um, so yeah we've got um, some new things so we've got some candles that have just come in we've got a lot of um, beautiful wares that are made from sustainable products now which is lovely uh, we've got some new jewelry lines yeah, I saw beautiful. in there as well yeah lots of lovely jewelry even knitted beanies <laughs> yeah. but they're a bit different so um, and we're also going to be um, stocking some leather work which we haven't done before 
Um, I'm just trying to think what else. No, there's so much. It's hard to actually think, isn't it, exactly what we've added. But, look, the shop looks so full. And I think, like you just said then, I think what's exciting is that people will want to come into this as a retail space, standalone to the gallery. And I think that that's our thing. We know there are amazing makers out there, and we really wanted to give them a space that celebrated the work that they do. And I honestly, I feel extremely lucky to work with a team that has such vision and has managed to pull together this amazing look because it has been you, it has been our tradies, and it's also been our tech officer, Rachel, have um, all worked tirelessly to get this looking amazing. So for anyone who's itching to come in and buy something in our new looking gallery store, we reopen to the public on Saturday, 29th of August at 10am. And that will, of course, be also the opening date to the public for our new exhibitions found and a bridge through time. Look forward to seeing you here. Thanks, ladies. And to finish off today, we've got another great tune. The Arts and Cultural Services team have been working with local artists through the Regional Arts Development Fund to showcase their original work right here on the Bundaberg Now podcast. A total of 11 artists will be featured throughout the upcoming weeks, and this week we'll hear from Michaela George. The Moncrief Entertainment Centre, Bundaberg Regional Galleries and Bundaberg Regional Libraries, and together we're we're Arts Bundaberg. We love the arts just as much as you do. And whether you're a book lover, an arts lover or a theatre lover, the arts and cultural services of the Bundaberg Regional Council are connecting locals all in one place. To keep up to date with the things you love, jump online to artsbundaberg.com.au. Hey everyone, it's Michaela George from Michaela George Music and local band Electricity. And I'm the featured artist for this week for Bundaberg Now. You're about to hear one of the first songs I ever wrote called Misery. I wrote this when I was around 14 years old and it's about my situation at the time and how I felt as a young teenager who wasn't able to live with my parents. This is also the first track featured on my EP, Diamonds, which I recorded at Pacific International Music in Harvey Bay when I was 18. I feel like my voice and songwriting has changed and matured since then, but this song still holds a special place in my heart, so thanks for listening to it and I hope you enjoy.
As an act of optimism, the podcast series brought to you by the Regional Arts Development Fund, a partnership between the Queensland Government and Bundaberg Regional Council to support local arts and culture in regional Queensland. Keep listening to the Bundaberg Now podcasts to discover more talented artists within our region. To keep up to date with all things arts, jump online to artsbundaberg.com.au. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now.